I would have to say off the top of my head that, you know, when we have one of those moments and I feel like we need to reset, mm-hmm. the thing I always go to is we always have an audiobook going. Mm-hmm. And it's always something that we love. So it's never something that I assigned or something even that I found. And um, we always have, we call it our book. And so we try to start off our mornings like that while we're getting breakfast and kind of shuffling around. We're listening to our book. And, you know, so during the day, if things are just really going off the rails, I'll say, hey, let's just take a minute, everybody reset and let's start back with our book for Mm -hmm. just 30 minutes. And then it it normally gets us back on track. But if that doesn't do it, we just go outside for the rest of the day and like, just (laughs) like learn from nature. And that is it. We'll start over again tomorrow. (laughs) Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better. And mostly, we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse, too. Well, hey friends, it's Lacey again. I am super excited to be here with Celeste Orr today. She is going to be talking a little bit about homeschooling and how she helped other homeschoolers kind of find their niche and and really do more time together. I think that that is so key. I think in what we're all kind of going through right now, it's really important to get new ideas about that because we're together so much more maybe than usual. It can be really important to get some new ideas and fresh ideas and new inspiration about all of that. I think maybe some of us are in a space where it's becoming a little bit repetitive. (laughs) So to mix it up, maybe Celeste will leave us with some really good ideas about new things that we can do together that will just increase our relationship with our family and our children, especially. So Celeste, I'm super excited. I want to start at the very beginning of your journey, though. I don't want to jump in in the middle. Where and how did you start as a homeschooler? Is that something that you grew up with? Or is that new as a parent? Yeah. Thank you, Lacey, for having me. Uh, actually, as a homeschooler, we started when my kids were really small, but I had no experience at all whatsoever. So the only experience I had with homeschooling was when I was pregnant with my first baby, I was being coached by a doula who was, the plan was to help me have um, a natural childbirth. Well, that didn't work out, but because <laughs> I had a Yeah, it was, it's another story for another time, but she homeschooled her seven children. And so I would go over for coaching classes and she was, she would, she had just had a baby. So she was showing me how to breastfeed and what, what, what will I do, you know, if the baby has trouble and those kinds of things. And I was meeting with her a couple of times a week and I would go over and see her children doing school together and talking and just having this relationship that I'd never experienced before. And when I saw it, I said, you know what? I really want to homeschool. (laughs) So yeah, so fast forward a few years and we had been living overseas um, for my husband's uh, college and we came home to America And my oldest son was so high energy, I'll say, that I knew that he would never be able to sit in a desk and, you know, go to traditional school. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't want him to, like, I didn't want him to lose his energy and his spark. 
Yeah. So we started homeschooling and yeah, that's yeah. a really wise observation. I think so often we think, but it does seem like people are kind of coming out of that right now. They're like, okay, maybe not, maybe that isn't the best fit. And maybe I can do something else. So I love that. Thank you for being wise like that with your children. So you went to regular traditional public school. I went to private school. So a really small class. I had, you know, my same 20 something friends from kindergarten to to the senior year. And it was, it was amazing. My husband went to public school. And so we, we couldn't figure out which was going to be best for our kids. So we just started homeschooling that first year. And we said, I don't know if we'll like it or not, but we did like it. And every, every year since then, it's just kind of been on a one year basis. And anyway, here we are 12 years later, we (laughs) we still love it. (laughs) Year at a time. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's crazy. How fun. So yeah, just to kind of continue down that journey. Did you go to college? You you mentioned your husband was in school. What did, do you have a degree or anything along those lines? Yeah, so I graduated with a sociology degree, um, and we moved to Sydney, Australia for him to go to worship leader school over at Hillsong, and we were there for a year and a half and had another baby over there, um, so I wasn't able to really use my my degree while we were there. I was just working as a nanny because I wanted to stay home with my babies, but as soon as we came back to the States, I got a job in social change, and I've actually been working with the nonprofit ever since then and recently got my master's degree so oh wow um, neat. yeah so after 14 years of being out of school I went back <laughs> wow that's incredible what a neat journey that's actually even more exciting because I feel like you know sometimes as moms we sort of feel like oh those days are behind me but you know why not right if yeah. that's something that you're really interested and passionate about why not and what a good model for your kids to see you going to school and learning the thing that you're really passionate about I love that so actually something else that you haven't mentioned is that you are a writer and that you encourage other moms to write as well in a really beautiful way. So I have just seen a few of your posts about this. I have dug in real deep. Can you share with us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So actually the reason I went back to get my master's degree is I was kind of uh, waffling. I, um, so we had started traveling with our family, being able to homeschool allowed us to, you know, not have to stay in one place. So we, we started traveling and went to see a lot of national parks with our kids. So in seven years of travel, we saw 48 states and it was amazing. But as we were coming to the end of that, I really didn't know what was next for our family, you know, and I had been working online that whole time, but I really was feeling like um, I had this dream of being a writer and I wasn't doing any of that. Like I was never able to write. I was only doing homeschool and working for the nonprofit and the fulfillment level was pretty low (laughs) at that point, you know? So I knew that our travels wouldn't last forever and I really didn't know what was next. So I said, you know, I'll go see about my master's degree. And while I was in that program, which was actually a nonprofit, I discovered this love for writing and for really empowering other women in a way that I guess I just assumed was already being done, but I just saw a real need for that. in with the women that I was in class with, you know, so I finished the degree because I just felt like I I had to do that. But in the midst of it, um, yeah, I started Togetherness Redefined as a place to really empower other moms, to let them know that they can go after their dreams and the dreams that they have for their families. Mm -hmm. Um, And a large part of that is, sharing togetherness tips with moms who 
like you said before, like we all just need ideas for new things to do with our family and especially our kids and ways to connect with them that's going to last a really long time. And then a new part of that is um, I've opened up a way to encourage other writers called Mamas Who Write. So it's, it's so much fun to be able to do that and to encourage other writers. Well, I think one of the things that we forget is that when we're feeling like we're exploring our interests, it's only more natural for us to come fully charged to any situation. And if we're homeschooling, that's the situation, right? When we're dealing with our own children and raising and and teaching our own children, I think it's really crucial that we continue to explore our own desires. And um, and sometimes I think we sacrifice those thinking, oh, this is just for a time and and maybe so, but I think sometimes it's better to really do your day and it's really beautiful. Very excited about that. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about your homeschooling sort of methods. I mean, you've talked about travel. Do you have a specific method or curriculum or anything that you follow? Or is this sort of an unschooling adventure that you do? Or what does it look like? Yeah, um, I like to tell people that we are sort of everything. (laughs) So, you know, you really touched on something that was very important to me. I knew that I wasn't really showing up for homeschool because I didn't have the ideas flowing and the creativity. And like, I didn't have all of the things that I knew my kids really needed. And so that is part of the reason why I went back to school, part of the reason why I started writing so that I could get all of that part of my life in order. And it really has helped me show up for homeschooling a lot better. So we, when we started out, we, as my boys were little, we were doing a certain curriculum. And then as I've just found this to be our method. So as they grow out of a certain thing and get sort of bored with it, that at that point, we sort of switch gears. So we use curriculums, but only as they feed our love for desire-led learning. Mm -hmm. So every year I try to listen as the year goes along and write down what my kids are interested in. Mm -hmm. And then I research materials so that when the next semester or the next year comes or whenever we need to shift gears, then we go that new direction. So Mm -hmm. I don't have a curriculum that we use, Mm -hmm. but we definitely are not pure unschoolers either, you know, so we just kind of live in that area of, I don't know how to describe it, but I just try to feed their passion for learning. And um, we use whatever materials or curriculum, you know, that will support that. I love that. That sounds very familiar. We're kind of the same in the same exact boat. When we need curriculum, we use it. When we don't, we don't. And it's yeah. um, sort of a fallback. It's kind of following the direction of your children. And I loved what you said, the desire led learning. I mean, how that is a skill. That is a skill that I don't think all people have because we're kind of taught from an early age that we have to do what the teacher says or what, you know, is in the, in the curriculum, right? We we're sort of forced into that. And I, I was listening to someone the other day, which is just to kind of talk about the same topic in a different way about choosing books to read. And a lot of times kids growing up never actually have an opportunity to choose books that they want to read because they're constantly going through the things that are assigned to them by their teachers or whatever. And when you teach a child that reading is something that you do to find answers to your questions, it's so much different than reading to find answers to someone else's questions. And it's just a, it's kind of flipping that whole coin on its head. And I love that. And and it brings me to the next question. I think a lot of homeschoolers and, and parents in general, particularly with what we have going on in the world right now, 
now are are fearful that their kids are going to be screwed up. They're just going to be a mess. And, you know, I, I still have to talk myself out of that every once in a while. You know, my kids are going to be okay and they have amazing tools, but what are some, some things that you can maybe think to say that maybe would reassure parents on this front? Cause your kids are how old? Yeah. My oldest is in the 10th grade and he's 15 and my youngest is 12 in the seventh grade. So yeah. yeah. So they're further as down much the as we have. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. we have grades somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, absolutely. And that is something that I still have to coach myself about as well. I'll just say, you know, we all have those moments where we're like, wait a second, are we doing the right thing? Uh, and so when that comes for me is normally in the summer. I call it my summer freak out. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> June, July are going to be uncomfortable because I'm going to freak out again. <laughs> Happens every year. So this year in particular, you know, having a, a child going into the, um, or a young adult going into the 10th grade, I, mm-hmm. uh, the freak out was, was even bigger than usual. So I always try to look at the research and I try to get, you know, who's speaking into this, who has research that is really backing it up. And so this summer I got Blake Bowles new, well, his older book, um, college without high school. Mm. And I went through the audio version of that. And then I asked my son to go through the audio version of that. And then he did. And that was really an amazing, like, I don't think I'm going to have a freak out after that. After reading that book. It really encouraged. I love it. Yeah. And his new book actually is, Oh, I can't remember the um, the name of that one, but that his new book even goes further into that. It's called Why Are You Still Sending Your Child to School? Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I, you know, and I try not to just gravitate towards one person, obviously. Yeah. So I also got Cal Newport's book, um, How to Be a High School Superstar. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to put those two together mm-hmm. and that they both basically said the same things. If your child or if your young adult is passionate about something, they don't have to go through all of these, you know, same subjects the same way. Mm-hmm. And actually a lot of kids should leave public school when they have a passion like that because they're ready for more. And it was really encouraging. So. Wow. Wow. That is what an incredible thought to think about. And, and, you know, it's funny because I feel like high school, my high school experience, I know not everyone has had the same high school experience was very much to get kind of shuffled through and check all the boxes. And when I left, I had no idea what I wanted to be and no real guidance from anyone. It was sort of a go to college and then figure out what you want to be where I'm spending all this money on figuring out what I want to be when I could, you know what I mean? And, And so I feel like there, there was maybe a point where I was excelling in one area and somebody could have said, focus on that, forget the rest, right? Like that stuff is not as important as the one thing that you're put here to do. So what a beautiful way to look at things. And I hope that we can, more people can shift into that kind of mindset because I mean, what a, what a blessing for kids to be able to live a life like that, right? Yeah, me too. And I, I really hope that we can all share our stories, you know, of our kids as they get into college and that we're able to be more open with that. I think a lot of homeschoolers who have transitioned into college, I want to hear more of their stories, you know, I want to see uh, yeah. what they, what they ended up doing. So 
Oh, that's so smart. I like that idea for sure. Okay. So just to wrap things up, I always like to hear from moms, especially homeschool moms, just what is something that they do to make their homeschool routine kind of run smoothly and, and to kind of keep everybody at their happiest. I know that things can derail, right? In every situation, things can derail. But what is something that kind of helps you stay on track or get back on track when you've gotten off? Yes, that is a great story. I mean, a great question. <laughs> yes, I would have to say off the top of my head that, you know, when we have one of those moments and I feel like we need to reset, mm-hmm. the thing I always go to is we always have an audiobook going. Mm-hmm. And it's always something that we love. So it's never something that I assigned or something even that I found. And um, we always have, we call it our book. And so we try to start off our mornings like that while we're getting breakfast and kind of shuffling around. We're listening to our book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so during the day, if things are just really going off the rails, mm-hmm. I'll say, hey, let's just take a minute, everybody reset and let's start back with our book for just 30 minutes. And then it it normally gets us back on track. But if that doesn't do it, we just go outside for the rest of the day and like, just (laughs) like learn from nature. And that is it. We'll start over again tomorrow. I love that. So just because I'm curious and I bet our listeners will be too. Can you give us a couple examples of audiobooks that your family has enjoyed together? Yes, we just finished the Mysterious Benedict Society. Oh, and fun. we did the whole series over the summer and it was amazing. Like we got into it and when we got to the last one, we're so sad that it's over, you know. And then we just finished Wizard for Hire. Which is, which is a new book. Very, very cool. We, we really enjoyed it. And, um, and the reader that reads his books is Gibson Frazier. So we do, you know, the fun jungle, the space case, spy school, all of those series. Those are our really like our go-tos. So highly recommend them. That's super fun. Those are ones that I hadn't had on my list. So I'm going to check those out with my kids. They love audiobooks. And it did. <laughs> well, thank you so much for getting on this call. I have loved chatting with you and getting to know you better. And you guys can all check. Celeste, if you'll just give us, give, give the listeners a few places to find and stay in touch with you. That would yeah. be great. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. If folks want to get in touch with me, the very best place is togethernessredefined.com. And if you're on Instagram, that is togetherness underscore redefined. So you have a freebie on your website, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, It's 10 surefire ways to build togetherness into your everyday. And so whenever you hop into our email group, you'll get all sorts of goodies. Um, But that one is a free downloadable ebook that's yours. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Have a really great day. Thank you. You too.